Welcome, everybody, to episode 55 of the Anime Arcade Podcast, part two of our winter 2018 impressions. My name is Jeff. I'm here with Logan. Yo. And Carlos. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Had a good talk about a good season, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's uh, shaping up to be a good one. Um, but, you know, these are just impressions. We can see how these things go and really tackle them when uh, the season's over. But, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm a big fan of uh, this uh, this winter. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, same here. I I, I don't think like, it would. I, I think I mentioned this in the cast, and I'll say it again. But I just it would have to a lot would have to go wrong for mm-hmm. me to not like this season. We'd have to have a lot of gangsters. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. We like we would have to have a whole season of gangsters. Thank you. <laughs> Let, let's let's move on before before that actually happens. Before we curse <laughs> anime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Look forward to the episode and um, catch you after this music. Peace. See you in a bit. day in our fantasy league um yesterday i didn't get to watch any of the games but i i happened to see some of my players scored less than five points which is always fun <laughs> welcome to me like every other week <laughs> uh, my opponent I, has a player that scored one point so i, I feel oof. pretty good about that i have my team the team that i'm using right now is team liquid they scored me zero points in their first game i didn't think ooh. that was possible <laughs> So they got they didn't do pretty anything. bad by C nine, huh? They got they got destroyed. Um, yeah, no, I I I made some really poor choices in fantasy this week. So we'll uh, we'll see. Like Steven's already destroying me, so we'll see how that that pans out. It's best of ones for you. If you yeah. stomp, that's it. It's game over. It really has been a very unpredictable um, split so far. We have a lot of. You know, a lot of kind of teams that we're really unsure about, teams that we thought would be the top that are near the bottom. Like, I think TSM is probably somewhere down there. Uh, I think C9 is probably the one that is where it, where we all expected it to be, maybe. I don't know. I, I always have high hopes for C9. I don't know that that's true with everybody. but I am definitely a C9 fan. But they're, like, they didn't really change up too much of their roster, so... I think that's why people were expecting them to do well. The only question mark was their top laner. They switched out Impact for some new guy that no one knew. Like, no one had ever seen him except for in, like, the Challenger series, uh, Licorice. And he is stomping. So, uh, we'll see how they do. But, yeah. So, my my fantasy LCS is, like, highs and lows. I lost my first one. I won the next two. It looks like I'm going to lose this one against Steven, which kind of sucks. But, um. We'll see how it goes. In other news, too, um, I'm not sure if you guys keep up with the the Overwatch uh, League at all. Not really. Uh, the London team won uh, their their first championship 
oh, well. I think they call it like the stage one championship. The London team that's entirely comprised of Korean players, but the London <laughs> team nevertheless. So so uh, if you beat me and your team wins, congratulations, Stephen. Or if you if yeah, if you beat me uh, in fantasy and your the, the team that represents, I don't know, your your people. country. Yeah. Well there's there's not like a, another team from the UK. Yeah. It's just London, so uh, then then double congrats. But uh, but I'm still I'm uh, I'm still hopeful for my LCS team, my LCS fantasy team. I just I'm not convinced they're going to do anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be crazy to see who who wins this one. Uh, who wins the I don't know. I I might switch up the prize this time around, but it, it's pretty much just going to be whoever wins each league will probably get like the skin of their choice or one of those little minifigures from the Riot merch store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I need to win so we, I can get you to buy me the Lux skin. Uh, which one? The Elementalist Lux. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you had sent a message in discord to me uh, over the week that said that they're bringing the championships to Miami, which is pretty exciting. Uh, I think it's the oh. first time it's coming to the East coast, right? No, no, um, the, man. Okay, so not the championship, but there was a, like, an MSI event. I think back then it was called All-Stars in Tallahassee. Uh, And the the summer split finals two years ago was in New York. Uh, But this is the first time, I think, no, yeah, this has to be the first time that the LCS finals will be in uh, the South. And yeah, it'll be the spring split. Spring split finals will be in Miami, Florida. Sweet. So if yeah. you're looking to go, I'm definitely uh, just because it's so close. I <laughs> I have to try at least. And I'd seen on the article that I looked up that it was potentially they were going on sale tomorrow. So I have a reminder set on my calendar to take a look and see. Um, there you go. You could, you could probably get some decent. Like I mean, with esports events, unless you're looking to like meet, like do the meet and greet thing with the players. Any seat in the house is a good seat in the house because you're just watching the screen. Yeah, right. <laughs> like you're you're not watching the players actually. You're you're not watching like you don't need to see their hand motions or anything like that. That'd be kind of ridiculous. You just want to see what their characters are doing. So there's usually like big screen. So any seat you got, you you're looking at the action. So cool. Yeah, Tam- Tammy's already told me that she will want to come. So I'll get us a couple C nine shirts or jerseys or something, and we can. Uh, well, you got to see you got to see who makes it to the finals. Uh, they'll probably have like merch there at the place they usually do for those kind of tournaments. But um, uh, yeah, uh, just be ready for a lot, like a long, long time of just sitting and watching games. Because I've been to some of those tournaments, and like it, w- it won't be on the the caliber. Like I went to IEM San Jose where it was a whole tournament in two days, hmm. but I was there some time, some days, uh, like five six hours at a time oh, watching wow. League of Legends. Um, but if it's just the finals, if well, assuming they're going to do the finals in the third place match in the same place, um, you're looking at two days if you really want to go to both games. But if you just want to go to the finals, like 30 minutes a match, at worst, it goes to best of five. So you're there for two and a half hours. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to remind her that that's what's going to be happening and see if yeah. she still wants yeah. to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cool. That might be something exciting to look forward to this year, though. For sure. Um, uh, however, uh, 
Another thing that's exciting and something that people should be looking forward to is the rest of the season, which we haven't finished. Uh, how do you say? Um, impressioning. There you go. Is that is that <laughs> a word? A is impressioning? Not, no, no. Impressioning. No, it's not a word. As Let's submit this. Submit this to the Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> impressioning. We will. We are. We will impress you with our impressions. <laughs> will we will we really i think we. Yeah. I, you know what i we we did get some positive feedback on this last one which i was pretty happy about yeah uh so you know i'm glad for those of you out there who started watching uh school babysitters yeah uh, i'm glad there are more people watching that but absolutely uh, this this one might I, we might get a little bit of negative feedback because i'm going to talk about a show i actually really like that <laughs> i don't think people are going to like as much um, but let's get right into it. Uh, with the first show is actually a short and a sequel of what used to be a full length show, Degashikashi, season two. Uh, the original show focused on a boy named Kokonatsu, uh, or Coconuts, <laughs> who uh, never get over <laughs> that name. <laughs> so he good. wants he wants to be a manga artist. But his dad wants him to run their Degashi shop, which is like a snack or like candy type, you know, place uh, with like toys and stuff. It's like a place where kids come um, and he doesn't want to. Uh, one day, uh, this girl named Hoturu comes and she's got um, she's like the, the heiress to this Degashi uh, company. And she wants Kokonatsu's dad whose name is Yo, uh, to, to come and be like a consultant for her company. And Yo says, I won't go unless you convince Kokonatsu to take over the Gashi shop. And f- like after that, you can co- kind of completely forget about that like subtext because the rest of it just is like, here's here's a Japanese snack and here's like a ridiculous story about it. Or we're going to do something around it, like, um, I don't know, like, ga- like playing games or something like that. Or we're going to anthropomorphize the snack and tell a story with that, which is like some of those were really weird in the first season. Um, the second season pretty much picks off where it left off, except I think the second season does better as a short. Because there were times in the in the first season where I was like, okay, I get it. We don't need any more of this. <laughs> um where it kind of like overstayed its welcome where like there were really funny moments, but then it, like I said, would overstay its welcome. I think this second season does a lot better. at just kind of like sticking to the comedy. Like here's the point of the episode. Here's the funny bit laugh. Okay. We're done. That's um, good. Yeah. So it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's doing uh, pretty well at making me, you know, at least chuckle one every now and again. Um, but it's, it's not, Something that's going to wow you with story, even <laughs> even with that plot, even with that resting plot that I know you're all sitting on the edge of your seat asking me, Carlos, will Kokonatsu decide to take over the Degashi shop? The answer is, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> we'll never find out. Yeah, we'll never find out. Um, how how are the, the characters? I mean, are they pretty much the same as what people came to expect in the first season? Yeah. I mean, uh, Hotaru is still like ridiculously ganky crazy about Degashi. Any um, new, any good candies that have uh, been previewed or uh, highlighted in the season that you've been excited I about? I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> Japanese candy itself, like, 
there's some of it I look at it. I'm like, I don't think I'd ever try that. That looks a little weird. But um, uh, to be honest with you, I can't really remember. It's not terribly memorable. It's something like I said, you watch, you maybe get a chuckle out of it, and then it's over. Um, I really like the characters. Like, I really like the two female characters, Saya and, and Hotaru. That was a fun uh, episode that featured like a toy that you could use in the bath. And of course, Saya and Hotaru are in the bath and um, To, Saya's brother, is trying to get a peek at Hotaru in the bath. <laughs> like that That was the like probably the only episode that sticks out in my mind is I really laughed. But other than that, I just... It's not really the candy that like that I come to the show for. I come there for Hotaru and, and Saya. Oh, yeah. Saya, so. Saya best girl, at least in season one. Yeah, she was pretty great. Uh, I think I still have that that screenshot of when her brother used the <laughs> the sticky hand thing to like embarrass her, and like the look on her face after it happens. Like I had to get a screenshot that of that. So it's cute, the funniest yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, that's like one of the cutest moments in that show. <laughs> brother, um, cool. Well, I mean, it's good to hear. At least it sounds like it's pretty much if you like the first season, continue with the second kind of thing. Yeah, here's more. Cool. Right. I, I don't I don't expect this to, to be my show of the season or any show of the season unless this is the only thing they're watching the season. <laughs> cool, man. Huh? I mean, I don't know. There's there's enough good stuff this season that I can't say that I'm going to be checking it out. But um, if, you know, for anyone out there who liked the first season, this sounds like definitely one to to keep an eye on. Okay. So the next show is another show I'm watching. Uh, it's called killing bites it's on amazon right now uh so go look for it if this sounds appealing to you uh, essentially uh, we start off killing bites at minor spoilers ahead sorry i uh, kind of have to uh, we start off with uh, this character uh, hitomi she's walking down the street and a van pulls up alongside of her and all these dudes come out and grab her and pull her into the van and it becomes pretty clear that they are going to rape her. Um, the the uh, guy who's driving the van was told uh, that he, uh, what do you call it? They were just going to go pick up women. Uh, you know, that, that that was, that this was going to be like a purely, you know, go out with the guys, have some drinks, maybe try and find some girls. But, you know, so he wasn't aware that this was like a rape thing. And so he's freaking out uh, in the front. Um, his name is uh, Yuya. Yeah, Yuya. Uh, and uh, like all of a sudden he starts hearing this noise in the back and the girl comes up front. She killed all the all the rapists in the back of the van. Um, it turns out that Hitomi is a uh, like human animal hybrid. I, I forget exactly what they call them, but she's a human animal hybrid that fights in this tournament that's held by these like rich mega corporations. Like they have like these gladiatorial fights and they've been happening for years and years and years. And they've just been, you know, enhancing them and enhancing them. And at this point they've gotten to this point where they're, they're fusing humans and animals together to have like these super fights. Uh, and Hitomi needs a, a sponsor. Uh, and so she, uh, chooses Yuya. She gives him like this money uh, to give to her as her sponsor for this battle, the Killing Bites battle. And she goes in, she messes up her first opponent, and now she's on the map. She is like 
uh, noticed by everybody. She's not part of one of the Zaibatsus yet, but she's like trying to get in. Uh, I've only watched the first three episodes of this. I'm two episodes behind. I'll probably be catching up on that today. I've heard not great things about episode five, but we'll see. Um, but I really love it thus far. It's so I didn't like King's game because King's game really took itself seriously. I mean, at least that's from what I saw. It really was like super angsty. And there was, you know, the, the, that was the killing show, the, the horror quote unquote with this one. It's action with a little bit of, I guess like gory type elements kind of, um, not really. Uh, but I love it because it's so tongue in cheek. For example, Hitomi, her animal, she's a <laughs> she's a Ratolu, the the announcer in this show. By the way, this quick side note, hilarious. Like the guy will just yell stuff in the middle of nothing, just like repeat stuff. Uh, she and what a Ratolu is for any of you out there uh, who don't know, if you've seen the YouTube video about the honey badger and how much it doesn't give a shit, she's a honey badger. Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah, so <laughs> and like they they talk about how like the the, the these people uh, these human animal hybrids take on like the qualities of their uh, their animal. So she's uh, very fearless. She doesn't uh, give a shit. I'll, yeah, she doesn't give a shit exactly. <laughs> and that this was this like as soon as they felt like the internet found out what she was, it exploded into memes. Uh, but uh, so now at the point where I'm at in the show, uh, she's joined as Ibatsu. Um, and they're trying to get a team together to get into like the big killing bites tournament. <clears throat> There's a little bit of like mystery in that, like Hitomi is the product of this lab from this, uh, from a scientist who like the, a lot of the Zaibatsus don't like, but he's like this mysterious figure. Um, and Hitomi is like, Hitomi hates everybody, but she's head over heels for the scientist guy. Uh, so there's a little bit of, of mystery there. I don't think it's going to pan out into anything mind blowing, but you know, just, you know, to let you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's super over the top. I mean, does not take itself seriously at all. Uh, a lot of the fights are pretty violent, but not, not too much for me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like, or for example, again, a little bit of spoilers. We meet a, a girl who's, who's a part porcupine in the in the first episode going into the second episode which her reveal is pretty great but like she stabs people and like the stabbing yeah it looks like it hurts but it's not like you know oh evisceration etc etc there's there's blood and stuff like that but i haven't seen anything over the top do they yeah um, where i'm at can these hybrid do they die i mean is it is it something that you you see death quite often or are they I just kind of like knocked out uh, okay so where i'm at thus far I won't give it away, but there was one fight. I guess it's kind of spoiler, but whatever. It there was one fight where the, it looked like the, like it was a death, and then a little later on, it's like, nah, he was fine. Now, in the Killing Bites tournament, they do say uh, that it's a fight to the death, so I'm assuming we're going to get death. But I just I'm not sure when that's going to happen or how that's going to happen, considering again everything else is so tongue in cheek. I mean. I mean, one of the characters is, is a rabbit. Like, she's got no fighting ability whatsoever. Uh, How? Yeah, like, I, are, would you say? Would you say these characters? I mean, looking at pictures of the show and of the characters, <laughs> so, did are they cute? Are they endearing? Like, do you end up actually? 
kind of rooting for them and liking them or uh i think they're just more funny okay. I, like hitomi she's good looking but i wouldn't call her cute okay um even ui the the rabbit girl she's good looking I'm, yeah, yeah. I'd call. Her, I'd call her. She's probably the cutest out of. She's a rabbit. A she better be cute. They failed if they didn't make her cute. Yeah, if they didn't make the rabbit girl cute. Yeah, <laughs> but there, you know, there are also dudes who are in the Killing Bites one. And interesting, interesting too. I haven't seen uh, too many guys transform, but the first one you see is a transformation of a male, and he fully transforms. I mean, like face is that of the animal he's embodying and all that stuff hmm. whereas the girls when they transform they just got like kind of like the the ears and the tail and some fur some places and it's like i see what you're doing here yeah <laughs> like i said it knows what it is it's it's kind of like an etchy actiony like comedy hybrid that i've i'm actually really loving i'm i'm a little worried about watching episode five after hearing some stuff about it but i'll 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 watch it today and maybe i'll be a little less high on it but uh i guess i guess uh, you guys will uh, we'll hear all about it um in uh our review cast because i cool. think i'm gonna follow this one through to the end awesome sounds good so killing bites if that sounds good to you you're probably already watching it <laughs> definitely yeah that, that's one that kind of flew under my radar i hadn't even I hadn't even really seen much about it until we were talking about it now, but I think one oh, that's definitely on on Amazon too. So, and I know that you like to download your episodes every now and again. So, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely really liking that feature on Amazon. I, I hope, you know, I really do hope that Crunchyroll uh, uh, slash Funimation, you know, consider adopting that at some point because I think it really makes it easy for people like me to watch shows uh, on the go. Um. I think a show that probably has not flown under many people's radar this season is the next show we're going to talk about. Um, this is one I'm really, really excited to talk about. Um, Darling in the Bronx. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is the show that I drafted. I, I can't remember if it was second or third show that I drafted this season, but um, by Trigger and A1. So it's kind of that was the main reason I was in, you know, interested in the show in the beginning of the season before we really got to see any of it. And um, it really has not failed to disappoint. I kind of forgot Trigger, uh, that we were watching a Trigger show until I watched the first episode of the show and it became very, very clear at that point um, <laughs> why Trigger is uh, noted, you know, for just their over-the-top style and the stuff they do. Um, so this is a this is a kind of a mech show. Uh, it... it Kind of makes me think. Have you seen Pacific Rim? The whole like two pilots per mech thing. I've I've never seen Pacific Rim, uh, but I what do you call it? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, like two pilots per mech. It reminded me of kind of like of uh, I got a little bit of hate for this, but Robotech or Macross. Okay. Yeah. I, I when I first watched it, it was Robotech. So mm -hmm. my apologies to the Robotech fans or Macross fans, whatever. So I mean, the whole like these mechs need two pilots um in order for them to function and the in the way the pilots you know the the chemistry so to speak between those two pilots seems to really dictate how effective they are at piloting the mech and that was kind of a similar idea in in the pacific rim show and not this i think that the similarities between the show and pacific rim kind of start to end there uh <laughs> but my i'll start with kind of like my the downside for this show for me is that i feel like the world is very the, the the whole like setting in the world they haven't really talked much about it at all like i don't really feel 
like I understand at all what's going on. Like there's this floating city kind of fortress that's going through this like desert area that's getting attacked by these big like bug slash dinosaur creatures. Um, almost almost robotic sometimes too. Yeah, like robotic looking, which is kind of interesting. And I kind of wondering if they'll go somewhere with that. But they have not showed much interest in actually discussing because there is also this overarching mystery of like these like high overlords that are kind of looking down on these kids who they call the parasites who are the pilots of these these mechs, right? Yeah, interesting interesting, you know, uh designator for for like these the things that should be saving you. Exactly. Parasite. That's yeah. one thing I like my mind keeps going back to and I'm like, why? Anyway, I'm sorry. Keep no, going. no, I, I agree with you. And I was kind of going to make the same point. This is like why I, I feel like that's going to have some type of greater significance down the road. And I'm hoping it will. But um, really, the so far, the show has been very much about the characters and the interactions between those characters. And fittingly, I think, because this show has a lot to say about relationships. Um, ideally, be, you know, because you have two people and they need to have a relationship to pilot these mechs together uh, efficiently. And in true trigger fashion, they've done that. Not only they've had, I think they've had some really good commentary on relationships, but also really riffing on not just the romantic, but also the sexual relationships of characters um, yeah. without, without really saying sexual, but piloting these mechs is a super sexual experience from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. So, so full disclosure for those of you who are completely in the dark, the, the man uh sits in like a pilot seat and then the woman is in this this uh uh like this suit that's got a hood and she when she puts the hood on and she gets in the mech she kind of becomes the mech like her body or her mind is like fused into the machine itself so she kind of becomes it mm -hmm. and the guy kind of controls it but the control handles are on her hips <laughs> right around her ass area so 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 there are ass controls for this mac yeah which i mean depending on who you are uh me being me are glorious <laughs> and why haven't we thought of this before <laughs> butt handles oh so good it's the best yeah. thing ever anyway but yeah. yeah so it 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 definitely it definitely has a lot of uh, innuendo Oh my God, the whole piloting experience is loaded with innuendo and it all starts just from the position, like you said, that the female pilot uh, kind of bent over the controls in um, kind of a, how you'd expect a motorcycle uh, rider maybe to be bent over a motorcycle. Um, and the guy's kind yeah. of standing behind her, holding her hips. So you can make that visual if you haven't seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... You know, the, for people who immediately are going to be turned off by that, this is definitely not going to be the show for you because it makes a lot of, I mean, in the, in the dialogue is super incredibly filled with innuendo. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the translation for that one you posted? Uh, I can feel I myself feel going deeper inside of you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but it does, it, it does have a lot to, like you said, to say about relationships as well, because uh, at one point we see a character uh get into a mech with a uh, a girl that's not his partner mm -hmm. and they struggle because yeah. there's not that compatibility which is kind of like that that i don't know i guess stereotype or whatever of like you know the one yeah you know yeah, that kind of stuff the one for you your and, soulmate or whatever and really that brings us to our our main character hero and the 
other main character, Zero Two, um, who clearly, uh, Zero Two is apparently really rough in the sack, and she has not been... <laughs> <laughs> She's not been very compatible with other men who can't um, handle her, but apparently Hero really is, uh, is 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 able to handle Zero Two in the in the cockpit. And <laughs> you're just gonna keep doing this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and so these these two have kind of found each other, and they're two pilots who clearly they've been searching for the one. And, and that's where I really start to just to kind of bring it away from the sexual innuendo. I love the relationship between these characters because you've got hero who clearly has untapped potential and it's brought out by zero two. Um, and vice versa, you know, these are two characters who really, and this is the whole beauty of relationships. I think is if you find that one person that you're, you know, you're very compatible with two halves make more than a whole, you know, so um, I could I could hear our audience just collectively awe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I, I really do. I, th- I think it's such a beautiful thing. I, I, the last episode I watched of Darling in the Franks, and I think there's one out now that I haven't seen yet. Um, really, the relationship between Zero Two and Hero really did blossom. Um, and you see a guy who clearly is like super. You know, this guy's finally found like the one for him, you know, and it's like, it's just, it's a cool, when you look at it and kind of like the romantic aspect, it's really a beautiful relationship that two of them have. And, um, but that's where like this show, I could really see the show not being popular with people because if you can't see what they're doing, um, in the, the commentary that they're making on relationships and the sexual, sexual aspects of relationships, there's not much going on in the show really. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, um, uh, we don't really know a whole lot about uh the the background and all that stuff one thing i will say for people who are kind of turned off for that for that reason you know that we don't have that kind of uh background knowledge and all that stuff it is a it is a two-core show okay so we have 24 episodes if they can't flesh out a world in 24 episodes yeah this is a terrible show even with like the messages and all that stuff Mm -hmm. um but we'll see. I'm hoping really that they're they're kind of and this is this is this is trigger too. I mean, they're they're trying to kind of like smack you in the face with this just out over the top outrageous um commentary and really pushing the envelope. I think that's really what they're known for. And uh I'm hoping they're really just kind of introducing us to the characters at this point and we're going to start seeing more of what the plot is going to be and really starting to uncover some of the mysteries that the show's kind of hinted at. And this show's got a lot of characters. I'm really wondering if we're going to lose any at any point because... Come damn close already. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've come pretty close. And I'm like, are you going to are you gonna off our characters? And that would be like, you know, real kind of pet theory here. But uh, that would be an interesting um, thing to see as well. Mm-hmm. If one dies, what happens to the other? Right. And why... Like, yeah, just, just so much. Like, why uh, when... when I, one fails or when two are fail to be compatible parasites like where do they go to mm-hmm. like what happens and there's a lot to dig into that we haven't gotten to yet but the opening bits of it have been interesting enough to to hold my attention that i want to keep watching oh yeah no i'm loving the show i really am um and just because i'm really curious to see what the next thing they're going to do is but i would almost say you know to kind of look into my crystal ball. Um, I think the death of the care of a character would probably be a really good turning point into going into some of the other aspects of what this show is, you know, um, 
Well, the death of a character too could also be part of, like you said, with the whole message thing is, is mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? Um, like, what does someone do when their loved one's dead? Right. Like when their partner is dead, like be a really, that can be handled really well or really terribly by this mm-hmm. show. So yeah. yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm really curious to see where the show's going to go. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to reviews about it. I look forward to a review at the end of spring. Yeah, right. I guess we, <laughs> I guess we have a little ways to go. We'll give a little impression at the end of the season, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we move on to the next one, I haven't heard from Logan in a long time. Is he still I'm, with us? I'm just enjoying you guys talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure you're still alive. Yeah. Man. We didn't, you know, didn't lose you there about uh-huh. darling in the Bronx. I'm here. I'm alive. Don't worry. <laughs> <Sound> like- <laughs> I, I, I think uh, uh, Jorge put it best when like. We were when the the show first came out, like the the first episode dropped. Uh, someone asked if people were watching it, and he's like, "Oh, you mean Innuendo in the Bronx?" <laughs> I was like, "That's the perfect title for this show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you almost you you really almost wonder if they're they're banging in the in the cockpit of that shit, that thing sometimes. <laughs> you know, with the, the noises and the in the faces that you're seeing. You know, it really um if you didn't see that they're actually fully clothed when they uh are done, you would really have to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> well that that first time too, uh that hero gets in with Zero Two, you don't you don't uh see what happened in the cockpit. Right. Right. It's true. Um, so who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sw- switching gears um, to oh, actually, switching gears to something that Logan is watching. Yes, indeed. And that anime is Death March to a Parallel World Rhapsody. Complicated title number. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Death March. Death March sounds good. Death March is yeah. Death March is the uh, the easy <laughs> term. Um, and it is about a guy named uh ichiro suzuki who is a like a debugger for some game company thing he works on bugs and fixes them and pushes patches and stuff like that um and uh we get like you know kind of like what his life is like doing that and it seems like a real grind a real uh real tough gig um and uh, he goes on what's called death marches, where he's just working nonstop, sleeping in the office and stuff like that. Uh, except for one night, he finally is able to catch some sleep and wakes up in another world. Um, seemingly a game world, um, as there's a ever-present UI and uh, ability points and stuff like that that he can throw into... Uh, all these skills that he wants to learn. Um, he, he looks like out, Kirito. Like the first time I see him, uh, I'm like Kirito. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah, black hair, kind of a trench coat kind of a thing going on. Um, he's definitely like that overpowered main character kind of uh, uh, archetype. But uh, I will say the first episode of the show is real rough, real, real rough. Um, they don't explain anything at all. The animation's not fantastic. The story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, but if you can get past that, I think there's a much better anime to be watched um, in the other episodes. Because um, after he wakes up in this world, he kind of... Um, he has like these cheat abilities, and he calls down 
this like gigantic meteor storm that kills a bunch of like lizard enemies that are about to kill him. Um, but also triggers like a bunch of stuff in this world. Um, but he kind of levels up super quickly, becomes super powerful and, uh, is just walking along a road and finds a group of soldiers fighting a wyvern, um, and a mage by the name of Zena walks up to fight this wyvern and kind of gets like thrown up in the air. And, uh, he jumps up in the air and saves her. And, uh, she kind of, uh, is able to get him into this big city where he just kind of is like taking everything in, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, why is he in this game world? Is this a game? Is this like real life, um, for him now? And there's, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff that kind of happens. He, uh, gets some slave girls, uh, inadvertently he kind of saves them and they become his there's a whole like labyrinth thing it's it's a really fun show um but nothing i would say that's going to blow you out of the water but super cute characters and a lot of fun to watch if you can get past that first episode do you feel like this is going to be one of those shows where the his origin um is totally forgotten about and he's just spends the rest of his life in this game world or do you feel like there's still connection to his no no um because they're one of the i guess this is fairly early on and not mm-hmm. super spoilery but he encounters another person who is from japan hmm, okay. um who and apparently there are different ways that you can appear in this world um she was born into this world with the memories of her you know life in japan he came in just like a slightly younger version of himself. He goes by Sato. That's his like gamer tag in this world. Um, but yeah, he came in slightly younger, like in his, in regular, like earth clothes. Um, but apparently, yeah, there are other people from Japan in this world and they really haven't explored much of that, but it is a possibility. Interesting. That immediately makes me think of Nobunaga Concerto, which is such a tragedy that they just ended that show where they did. But hmm. that's my lament <laughs> for that conversation. Yeah, that, was, that was a good show. I'm, I'm there with you. But um, I, I was listening to uh, OS, uh, uh-huh. OS's take on this, and they were talking about um, how he has to put in points yeah. to different things. Does that Has that been like a major – is that like a – like a week by week, here's the bad guy. I solved my I solved this problem by putting points into this uh what do you call it? Like the abilities and stuff. Kind yeah, of yeah. like he doesn't it's not like I'm pretty sure he could just max everything out if he wanted to. Um but oh, really? yeah, I don't hmm. know. I they don't really at least I didn't notice if he had how many like ability points he has, but he seems to be able to just max a skill whenever he desires um interesting but like he usually just does it on a case-by-case basis if he needs it like there was one girl that uh was trying to seduce him and like put like aphrodisiac magic on him um and he you know did like the ability to resist that kind of thing um in the moment so (laughs) okay yeah it'll, it'll be interesting um yeah, I'd like to see that as kind of a double-edged sword, you know, the whole point thing. If that is an aspect of the show, it'd be interesting to see the downside of him putting points into certain things as well. Yeah, yeah. I like I like a lot of what the show has to say. Um, like uh, I mentioned the that he acquires slave girls earlier, and that's like a huge 
like issue for him because um, slavery is a huge part of this world and he doesn't like know. that. So he like, and it's very, it's like very sad and touching to see how these girls are like very uh, just like surprised and also kind of wary of how he's being so nice to them and how they're not sure how to act around him. Um, that sounds like one of probably maybe one of the more overarching goals then for him to, yeah. to kind of flee free slavery. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to do something where he's going to have to go on the run with these girls eventually. Hmm. Um, but at the point where I'm at, uh, that's not necessarily the case yet, but yeah, he, do, he does have these girls and I'm just interested to see where it goes. It has me hooked. Cool. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty good, actually. I have, uh, I'm interested. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, from one fantasy world to another, I suppose. <laughs> uh, the next show on the list is Hakume uh, and Mikochi, which is a fantasy slice of life that takes place uh, on a much smaller scale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, takes place in a world that's very small. Uh, the main characters, Hakume and Mikochi, are these kind of small, I don't want to say fairy creatures. They can't fly, but they're like, they're very small. They're like, for example, uh, Hakume works as a carpenter with a weasel. And the weasel is much larger than Hakume. Uh, they, yeah, so they're like, they live in these, uh, these woods and everything's larger than life to them. Like a tree is humongous to them. And... Uh, what do you call it? They they work with insects and small mammals and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a slice of life, so there's not really a whole lot going on. Uh, but it is an interesting world, and it's very pretty. Um, the landscapes are, you know, uh, well animated or well drawn. Uh Every now and again, they do this thing like, uh, like a, almost like a manga, like panels, and it's always like vertical ones, so it's kind of weird looking, but it's, uh, it kind of keeps your attention. Uh, other than that, if you're not a slice of life fan, you might not like this one because, like I said, not a whole lot happens. I mean, there's a couple of kind of drama ish points, uh, but they're usually resolved by the end of the episode. Uh, for example. Uh, they find, uh, oh, let me think. Oh, like, uh, Hakume having to work, uh, on a windmill and she falls down and is saved by her boss. Like, that's (laughs) it. I mean, that's, that's, that's the biggest point of drama I can think of in the whole show thus far. Um, Hakume is the Genki, like, outspoken one. Uh, and Mikochi is, you know, the, the not so much quiet, but like, I don't know, I guess more, uh, I guess girly of the two girls. Hakume is a very outdoorsy girl, whereas Mikochi is a, is a very, uh, indoorsy, like, likes to, uh, I don't know, doesn't like, doesn't like the, the rough and tumble stuff that that uh, Hakume is into would not want but, to go camping. Uh, she, she, I don't know. I think she'd be. She actually does go camping once, hmm. out of necessity. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, out of absolute necessity. I don't think she'd do it on purpose. But yeah, uh, it's there's a couple of laughs to be had. You know, there's a little bit of comedy, but there's just like not a whole lot else I could say about the show other than it's really, really pretty. Um, yeah, I mean, like any questions about this show? Because I, mean, I like, so what are some of the things that they get up to? Like even in like the first episode. Uh, so. The first episode, what do they do? It's just, I, I don't remember. Like, I remember the last few episodes. Like, for example, the reason that they they have to go camping is because uh, Hakume leaves a barrel of gunpowder uh, alone in the house and the sun gets in through a window and blows up their damn house. <laughs> uh, so it's like there's, there's funny stuff that happens. Um, and and you know they have to kind of adjust uh, to the to their various situations, uh, or like there's a character who uh, is a researcher, and she researches on like animals. Mm-hmm. So she's got these animals that like are almost like automatons. They're skeletons of animals, and then she'll like put I don't, like their brain back in or something like that, almost like a Frankenstein monster. And that's why people are in the area are like, oh, there's monsters over here. Now it's just some some crazy lady who's like researching on on animals. Where do you think um, the show's gonna go? Like, where where do you think the <laughs> nowhere? Okay, <laughs> it's cute and it it looks really good and it's a slice of life. It's but it's I don't think it's going anywhere. Interesting. Um, if you want to see like that kind of perspective, that the perspective itself is really cool because they really stick to it. I mean. Like birds are humongous in this world to them, and like uh, that was a good episode about a bird early on. I won't give that one away because that one was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the the cities they live in, the cities are interesting too because the cities are it's like super jam packed, but you know, again, full of either the little people or uh, lizards, insects, uh, rodents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hmm. So it's it's not going to blow anyone away. <laughs> I feel like I say that a lot, but it won't. Uh, it's yeah. a slice of life. So if you're if if you're looking for a show like a really super calm show, this is it. Like this is just a super relaxing show, and it's a good show for me when I get out of other shows. Uh, that I don't know. One yeah, like like we talked about it last time, Kokoku. When I got like a Kokoku or something like that, where it's like you know high intensity and like the end is like this cliffhanger where I'm like, crap, what happens next? Right. You know, Hakame and Mikuchi are like, okay, here's here's something I can relax to. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a good a good few shows like that this season, kind of those relaxing shows. That's why so. I said too, like uh, this season's good for me because it's got like those high highs, the ones that like make me tense up, mm. but at the same time, it's got these really uh, calming, like not lows, I would say, but like calming shows that just like kind of take the edge off of, like when I'm watching several shows at once. Oh yeah, because a lot of these shows come out on the same damn day. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, this, so this one's on high dive. Okay. Uh, the the new streaming service uh, that Sentai Filmworks has jumped on board with, and please stop Sentai Filmworks, <laughs> stay, stay here. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's Hakume and Mikuchi, uh, the new slice of life. Yeah, I know we kind of talked this show about the show a bit when we did the draft episode, and just wondering 
um, what was going to become of it. So it's really interesting to hear your perspective on it. And it sounds like it pretty much ended up exactly how we kind of expected it to based on the synopsis. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it, but I, I'm not expecting it to, uh, to go anywhere aside from really pretty places and then be done. Hmm. Nothing wrong with pretty places. Nothing wrong with pretty places. Indeed. Okay. Next up, we have a kind of surprise anime that I didn't know was actually happening this season. Um, and that is uh, today's menu for the Emiya family. Um which is a what twelve minute short um, that unfortunately only releases once a month. I found out after listening to uh, Otaku Spirits Impressions Cast, oh, well. which is a real shame. Wait, it's what? Uh, Emmy's family only releases once a month. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Um, okay. So we've gotten two episodes so far, um, and it's just, it's like a total, um, like, oh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm blanking on my words. So this is totally a spinoff of the Fate series. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like an alternate (laughs) universe where they all get along and they eat food together. And it's fantastic. <laughs> that's, um, that's pretty cool. I mean, for any Fate fan, this sounds like a treat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first episode, I think they they had a... What was it? A Soba. Um, and it was uh, Shiro and Saber and uh, Ilya and Taiga just kind of uh, celebrating New Year's and eating the food that Shiro prepared. The second episode has uh, Lancer in it, who's a... Uh, fish seller um, <laughs> which is so weird. it's it's so great it's so great he's like he's like uh chatting up the old ladies making them buy uh fish uh um, who who knew he was such a good fish salesman yeah i really wonder it, you know and first of all my question would be about the show is emia super annoying or no. does he he's he actually get, pretty cool he doesn't get a chance to be annoying he's just cooking food he can't be annoying cooking food now keep that guy I, in the kitchen then that's where he belongs <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if there's no conflict he doesn't have time to say you know people, people die, die when, when they're, they're killed, killed. Yep. Okay, or great. just because you're right doesn't mean you're correct yeah <laughs> or, oh, or just because yeah. you're correct doesn't mean you're right somewhere anyway yeah you're, you we're, got it. we're bagging on poor or Emia, but yeah, <laughs> he sucks. He deserves it. He's horrible. I, I guess if he's a he's, good cook, at least he found something that he's good at in life. He's he's not the worst anime character I've ever seen, but he's yeah, he's definitely not my favorite fate character. Um, but yeah, the show is just it's a fun little treat. Um, it makes me sad it only comes out once a month because I would love just forever this. Like, just give me an episode forever, every month, forever. Because it's so good, so relaxing, so fun, and the uh, the art style is really interesting. Because it's still done by Ufotable. Um Yeah, it's, it's a very like artistic kind of style, as opposed to their normal, very like CG heavy yeah. um, action animation. Yeah, very very light colors. Yeah, I mean like um, it lends itself well to like the relaxed atmosphere that the show gives. Yeah, yeah, like well, you know, like uh uh 
it yeah, football did zero too, right? Yeah, zero and uh, and UBW. Yes. Okay, yes. so yeah, like you got like those the the dark atmosphere to match, you know, the really you know dark well the darker story of of zero and and then uh, unlimited blade works somewhat darker, but this one's like yeah, it's it's almost like I turned the brightness setting up on <laughs> on, on like but not in a you know bad washed out kind of way. Yeah. And like the, I mean, the characters themselves are still recognizable, but they're, I don't know, they're drawn in a way that's just very, uh, very cute and different Mm -hmm. from the normal art that we get from Fate anime. Um, This is great. They turn the cuteness meter up a little bit. Yeah. Like Saber, like when Lancer comes over in the second episode, Saber like strikes this pose that I just find freaking adorable. Um, Whereas like in in an, another Fate show, like Lancer comes over. Well, I mean, it, it's not yeah. even that they'd be fighting because like Lancer could come over like for like maybe they're they're forming an alliance or something, and and she would like Saber would like break into a pose but she would have excalibur in her hands exactly. it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be this cutesy pose it would be like i'm ready to fight you unless you say something otherwise right now yeah uh so yeah definitely different no this is a show i'm gonna definitely try to watch this is cute i, I mean i love the fate universe so having the characters in kind of an offshoot like that is really exciting yeah the food the food looks really good and the food from the second episode i love salmon Love it. So oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that looks so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what more we get food-wise and character-wise because we haven't seen some of the characters like Rin or uh, I guess we got like a flashback to uh, Sakura. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more. It's just a lot oh. of fun. Maybe I should pull her off the list then. No, no, the no, season's no. Yeah. still the season's still got a couple episodes, yeah. so we'll see. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, uh, today's menu for the Emia family. If you like it's, food, uh, if you like fate, give it a yeah. watch. If you like both, then why the hell aren't you watching it? Yeah, seriously, it's wrong with you. Best anime of the season. What would be a really, <laughs> what would be a really ironic dish to serve to Sakura, knowing her backstory? Um, some sort of heart or. Uh, I don't know. For, I guess that would be ironic for Ilya. Ilya, yeah, I was going to say. That's horrible. <laughs> I love you, Ilya. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, sounds good. I, I, I'm, that's a total surprise to me. I had no idea that show was even airing. So, like yeah. you said. Okay. Well, that this is... There's food in this anime, so we're switching gears to something uh, not even remotely similar. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens. Um, this um, anime kind of flew under the radar for me, but I, I decided to pick it up uh, because I was hearing some good stuff. Uh, the studio is State Light, um, who I, I can't really even think of what they've done. So, um, but uh, anyway. So the the story takes place in uh, the city of uh, Fukuoka, where it's super crime heavy, and th- they make a point to tell you this: three percent of the population are hitmen. Um, and and like this is this is kind of a I don't want to say this is as, this is not nowhere near as tongue in cheek as uh, Killing Bites. Like there are some really real drama in this show, but it, there is an aspect of like kind of lightheartedness as well. Um, it's a show that follows uh, quite a few characters, and 
if they keep going on the uh oh wow state lights done a lot of stuff sorry i was just looking at it anyway uh if they keep going on the um uh the path that they're on it looks like they're doing four episode arcs because uh four episodes in uh they had a um like an arc and it and it ended so i'm kind of curious i haven't seen episode five yet i'll probably do that uh, today or tomorrow um but yeah so they they have a little little mini arcs i guess within the season um i guess yeah it follows a lot of characters so i'll just kind of go into some of them uh there's a a character named uh shan ming ling who is i believe he's chinese or taiwanese one of the two uh, and he is a crossdresser, and he's a hitman. He's trying to get enough money to to wait, wait, wait. His... Before you go any further, is he a crossdresser to make it easier to be a hitman, or is he actually like legitimately wants to be? He, a what he says is it's it's a hobby. <laughs> cool. uh, and, but he doesn't he doesn't act feminine, which is like so you would think he like that's what I thought too was oh he's he you know it's a really pretty looking guy so he pretties it up even more and then maybe acts feminine to get into the good graces to kill somebody he doesn't really use the cross-dressing to his advantage like people think he's a girl until he starts talking but he always talks in his male voice always um and he's always super angry but i mean to be (laughs) fair when you get into his backstory you understand why um there's also uh saito who is a member of red rum ink oh god it's they they really bean you over the head with the fact that he's part of a hitman association but the hitman association is like out in the open like people know what it is and that like they have corporate offices and stuff like that he moves to the city of fukuoka and he's a really young like hitman he's kind of like i don't know like starstruck by the city like he's worried about like being in this town that's full of murderers when he's from like a small town city of murderers question mark it, it's kind of weird his, his story's weird but he shows up um uh i see i don't, don't want to get too far into into uh spoiler territory because if you're going to watch the show you, you need to because it's, it's pretty great uh but uh he comes into the city and accepts his first um hit mission and something goes wrong um so that's all you need to know about him. He he's his arc's pretty interesting. His arc, I I kind of found the most relatable because I've done like he he gets money for something. I, I won't say what, and then he goes out on the town because he's in this big city now. He goes out in the town and he spends it on alcohol. Uh, I think he gambles a little bit and he spends <laughs> it at, at titty bars. And I was like, oh my god, this is me at twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is this is young carlos like super young carlos in the navy like i i'm like oh i've been here before and i've woken up uh, in weird places before you really relate (laughs) to this show then this guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i totally relate to the to the the chinese hitman (laughs) crossdresser that's what i do on thursdays uh hey we know what we're cosplaying as next time we get together (laughs) i am not pretty enough to be (laughs) to be uh to be that's all, uh, that's all you I, then, uh, Logan. <laughs> what? That's <No>. you then. <laughs> uh, well, the last character I wanted to bring up is uh, is uh, Zenji Bamba or Bamba. He's uh, a detective or a private eye. 
uh, who he's the first hit for Sean Ming, uh, and Sean Ming decides because he didn't get paid for the last job he did that he's going to stick it to his boss by being uh, Zenji's bodyguard, mm. and uh, so Zenji or Bamba is uh, is like okay, and he he tries to kind of um, understand Sean Ming and um, help him out. Bamba to me, like, and this might be super weird to some people, but he reminds me of Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Kind of looks like really, him. He's got like a similar hairstyle, I think. Just a really kind of cool and collected type of guy. Like, uh, unlike Spike, like everything kind of works out for Bamba. Like he's got a plan for everything, and it just works for him. Um, I, I like this character a lot, uh, especially for what we find out about him in Episode Four. He's kind of badass uh but yeah so it's a city full of killers and stuff like that and there's a lot of almost misdirection uh and then like parts of drama so if if you don't like if you don't like kind of like there's a a lot of violence in this show you're not gonna like this show because there's there's some not gruesome but semi-gruesome death and you know implications of really kind of horrible things happening to people but it's weird how these characters who uh, are a lot of them, again, not good people, like they're all murderers, are really kind of endearing. Uh, there's two characters, uh, Jiro and um, what is his name? I think it's Jose. Uh, they, they are. Uh, um, they call themselves Avengers. Uh, so when people say, hey, I want to get revenge on this guy, they go out and they, they exact revenge. Not always killing, but sometimes killing. Like sometimes it's just like, I want you to humiliate this person. Or one of them, it's like, um, this guy punched me. I want you to go punch him back. And so th- like the guy goes and, you know, decks the, you know, uh, that's actually Sean Ming. He decks Sean Ming for hitting another guy. Um, but it's also weird because uh, they're also like torturers like that's one of the other jobs they'll accept aside from being an avenger they will torture people for other people but they're super endearing like they're i love these characters and i'm like but i hate what you do (laughs) but i'm super invested in them and i hope nothing bad happens to them um but yeah so it's weird how they they give you like look these people this is their job they they are bad people for a living but they're also people at the same time they're also you know they have these like little quirks and and stuff like that um so what does tonkatsu ramen have to do with the show uh it's it's a food that that bamba really likes uh it's hakata is the i guess the prefecture question mark that they're in Hmm. (coughs) i don't know um but uh i will say at the end of episode four oh uh that's another thing i didn't bring up tons of baseball references oh really? my god baseball references so much baseball um so so much baseball like they make reference to it bomba like goes to the batting cages uh a character uh bats a grenade back at another character i guess that's <laughs> that's not too much spoilers but lots of lots of baseball references and then at the end of episode four uh we find out what the title of the show really means and i guess i'll just kind of spoil it um the these group of characters uh like some of them were already on it but like some of them join a 
baseball team, like a, a, a what do you call it? A community baseball team. Yeah. And the baseball team's name is the Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so much baseball in this anime. That's not about baseball. That's about murder. Um, so, yeah, just, I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words, but, like, but I love this show. Hmm. Like, just, I'm curious where it goes. There are times when I'm glad I let episodes lapse because some of the, the, the or one of the cliffhangers kind of made me anxious. Uh, but. I don't think they don't do they don't do cliffhangers that much. So yeah, like if you're, hmm, I, who, how do I recommend this? <laughs> wow, if you're okay with murder, oh, sh- <laughs> uh, mm, okay, mm, take two, <laughs> take two. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's an act. It's an action comedy uh, with slight elements of drama uh, and. Just a lot of baseball. I check it out. Like you really have to watch it to understand. Otherwise, like I, I can't do it justice with words. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of dreading having to, having to score this show at the end of the season. I mean, granted, it could just take a complete nosedive into complete crap territory, but I don't see it happening. But I'm, I'm, I'm dreading having to explain why I give it whatever score I can, because <laughs> I'm just not sure how I'm going to do it. So as someone who really is like really cool with murder, do you think I would like the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that that uh that side business you have of uh, of uh, you know, taking out high profile politicians and celebrities. Uh, like that, that'll really tie into your to your love of this show. Well, this might be the last time I'm on the podcast everybody. So, yeah. yeah, you're on an FBI list now. We all are. <laughs> you just came three listeners and they're all military and government <laughs> Welcome. We yes, do welcome. anime. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do murder. I promise we do not do murder yet. <laughs> Let us know if you're in the business. If you guys are willing to hire us, <laughs> FBI agents. I mean, I'm, uh, FBI salary is probably pretty good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Logan's in the business for a new job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hire me, please. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving along from murder to... Um, I guess there is technically murder in the show. Uh, this is one of the shows I drafted. Uh, and Logan, I think you're watching it with me I now. I am indeed. So, huzzah. Um, this is the Record of Grand Crest War. Uh, it's done by the same people who did uh, Record of Lodos War. So, huzzah. Um, it uh, takes place in this world where uh, there's a, like, entities called Chaos. And, like, long ago... Uh, humanity humanity was given um, these things called crests that allow them to uh, fight against the chaos. Uh, but years and years have passed, and the the, the wielders of the crests have become uh, nobility and, and all that stuff, and they formed alliances. So now uh, the crests are more about status than they are about like the the chaos or whatever. Uh, like from what I've seen thus far. Um, so, you know, people fight over uh, crests and they'll take them from other people when they uh, when they kill them or, or if they defeat them, they can, you know, uh, like make the person give them their crest, uh, which is an interesting aspect to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in this world, we, we meet up first with uh, Silica, 
who is a uh, a wizard or a mage. Uh, she just got her. She just graduates from uh, her academy, and she's sent to live with her first lord. Um, and she's not into this lord. She thinks he's got no ambition. Uh, she thinks he's you know just a really shitty person. And so on the way, uh, she meets up with this knight uh, named Theo, who protects her like little caravan from. I forget what it was. Oh, there it was like some uh, guards. marauders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she sees this and she's like, I want this guy to be my lord. Uh, so she uh, sets him up uh, to fight the lord she's supposed to go to. And it works out in his favor. Uh, he ends up taking that lord's uh, uh, crest. And now he is the leader of a small territory yeah uh there's a lot of politics in this show kind of like uh there are different factions and within the factions there are many different lords and the lords can change allegiances willy-nilly it seems um not without consequence obviously but you know uh they can if if um negotiations go well with the other side or whatever uh so theo kind of builds up his little territory and He's very, I don't want to say white knighty, but white knighty. Yeah, like he's, he's very altruistic. He, yeah, he's a very, he's just a really good guy. And so people are kind of flock to him because it's like, ah, this guy's, you know, not a douchebag like all the other lords. Um, and even other lords are like, hey, I'll fight for this guy. He's, you know, just a really good guy. Uh, recently, though, he kind of gives a lot of that up. I won't give too much of that away. But. I wasn't like I, I was kind of iffy on that because it felt like a lot of the progress he had made, which is kind of washed away. But I will say that in the subsequent episode uh, where we like we got kind of get to meet the Lord that he. um, I don't know how to say this. He becomes like a kind of like a vassal to. Um, I actually really like that. We get some interesting backstory and some interesting lore from the world um through the eyes of these other characters so i mean there's a lot of uh intrigue and stuff like that but there's a lot of uh interesting movements or an interesting uh backstory i should say from uh from the satellite characters i'm not really sure where it's going <laughs> because his like Theo's end goal is I want to go back to my home territory, which is a small island, and I want to depose the sitting lord because he's a piece of shit. Yep. Uh, but he doesn't really seem to be making huge headway there. Well, I think they actually said, like, in the second episode that he, he's actually strong enough to actually go do that now. Yeah, yeah. But he but has he, now this responsibility to all these other people. Yeah. So, it, and and it's funny, too, because even though now he's he's gone down in rank where i'm at um in the anime and but like he still has all these followers like all these people are still like yeah no we you know we're here on this side of the fence i think they're with the alliance Hmm. um and like they're like yeah we're with the alliance but you know our first and foremost allegiance is to you know this lowly guy now (laughs) so i mean it's kind of it's a it's a weird uh place they put you in um i'm kind of wondering like kind of wondering when because it it, the shoe has to drop 
and the these evil forces that are like kind of outside the realm right now have to start coming in <clears throat> like in the first episode we see like this this wedding between the two factions and uh like a demon or whatever attacks it and the two kings like use their crests to repel it or whatever and one of them dies um so you know there has to be like these demon things or whatever these otherworldly things have to start coming in to the story but i'm wondering when that's going to happen because thus far it's just been like kingdom versus kingdom and you know lord versus lord so it's kind it's definitely coming mm-hmm. uh but i'm just i'm wondering when i've read a little bit um people complaining about the pacing of this show would you agree that it's maybe a little too it's been the pace has been a little slow mm, i've enjoyed it but it, you know it, it goes actually pretty quickly i think i oh, mean really i oh. mean he goes from and again this is minor spoilers but he goes from nothing to night to lord to like bigger territory bigger territory bigger territory holy crap we're taking on a like really big you know like sized armies to minor night like like right back down to minor night like and it it feels like breakneck like just really quickly Oh, so the pace is not slow at all by the sound of it. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't feel like it's slow at all. I feel like it's quick, if anything. Yeah. Huh. They they kinda rush you through stuff. Um, I've, read, not- I've read a couple comments on, you know, different sites about people complaining that the pacing is off. Maybe I just assumed they meant slow, but well, maybe maybe they think it's too quick. I think it's fine. But yeah. it does feel it does feel like it it could be a little slower, especially since it's I think it's a two core. Uh, hmm. yeah, it's yeah, a two core. episodes. Yeah, so like with a two core, I feel like you can flush it out a little bit more. But even then, um, it doesn't feel like the, like there's too much else they could tell. I, there blonde, are times. Uh, this blonde oh. looks like your type, Logan. Oh, yeah, Silica. Silica's great. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Aishala, the the barbarian. Yeah, girl. she's funny. Yeah, she's great. Um, a poor guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, what was I saying? Oh, I, I do get lost a little. Uh, they show us maps every now and again, uh, at, but I, I feel like I'd do better if I knew what was at stake and like the, the bigger picture of like, here's where the Alliance rules and here's where the, I forget what the other place is called rules. Um, like without like a map and they're just like, we're going here to fight this. And I'm like, sure. Why the hell not? <laughs> that, it's, it's controlled by the other guys and the other guys need to die um so for that i'm just kind of like eh but every time we get a little bit of character backstory i'm surprised at how much i i really like these these characters yeah Theo, i'm I'm not huge on like i feel like we've kind of seen everything he has to offer until he gets his like until he gets like a big mega power and then i i guess we get to see that too but like all the i'm really loving all the satellite characters really it's a good Good, like, complete cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it kind of feels like it keeps growing, too. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Like I said, 24 episodes, they have a long time to to uh, uh, flesh out the world a little bit more and, and maybe go into why Theo is our main character. <sighs> Silica cool. sees something in him, so must be something good. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, um, we're vastly overdue for an epic fantasy show um mm-hmm. epic in more than one way i guess uh, a good epic fantasy show i should say 
I will say there's not a whole lot of uh of other races in the show. I mean, uh we did have one episode with werewolves and vampires. So that yeah. that was pretty cool, but like I was, you know, I was expecting from, you know, like a, when they said, you know, made by the guys who did Lotus War, I was thinking right. elves, dwarves, all that stuff. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to bring other races in or if this is just like here's the human kingdom hmm. or if there's just nothing else. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe we're just uh, starting out with the human kingdom and they'll eventually run into the other kingdoms, but you'd think that it would at least be a hint. I mean, I guess if there's vampires and werewolves, they're at least leaving the door open for other yeah, other groups. Cool. I'm excited to hear more about that show. That uh, I love a good fantasy. Same here. And uh, the, the one real quick thing, too. The action in the show, I'm really loving the action. Good stuff. Nice. So... Always a always a bonus. Record of Grand Crest War. Go check it out. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, the next show uh, is After the Rain. Koiwa Ameagari no Yoni. This is a show about a high school girl who's in love with a 45-year-old man. <laughs> um, and I am actually really, really loving it. <laughs> uh Definitely wasn't sure what what I would think of this show. I think when we we talked about when I drafted it and going into it, um, how they would manage to pull off kind of a heartwarming show about a girl and a guy like uh, with that type of age difference. Um, and so far, it really it really is heartwarming. I mean, the show is beautiful. The soundtrack is beautiful. Um, Tachibana is beautiful. Uh, I would even say the Kondo, who is the 45-year-old manager, um, is a really cool guy. Like, I'm really, I'm enjoying him. And I think that's what's kind of making me accept the fact that she likes him. But, um, so essentially, Tachibana's uh, high school girl uh, was a track star. Uh, we find out kind of, we know right away, but we find out kind of as we we go with the show in the beginning here, that she's, um, was it, she injured herself and she's unable to, unfortunately, perform track uh, or perform at least how she was in track from what I can see she really can't run she actually had to have surgery or something yeah yeah and she you know she definitely fallen from grace she's working at a little cafe in her spare time and she's uh inexplicably fallen in love with her 45 year old manager at the cafe who um and the guy the guy's definitely just a big goofball <laughs> right <laughs> I mean yeah 45 year old man uh has a has a young child kind of goofy the other people seem to think he's kind of spineless, which I, you know, I kind of feel for him. You know, he's, he just seems like a kind of a good guy. Doesn't really like, I think the Japanese really covet managers who can kind of, they're not super nice. Do you get that impression? Like from other shows that you've seen, do you ever get the impression that they seem to really covet people who can boss other people around? I, I don't think it's that. I think the the job he's in, he's in the service industry. Mm-hmm. And so he has to be kind of like that. Not a, not so much a doormat, but you know, for the, for the, the customers, he has to be kind of like that right. for it. It is interesting though, that for his own employees. Yeah. He's not that kind of guy. He's, he's still like the doormat. Yeah. He's the doormat all around. And they seem to kind of like not respect him because he's a doormat, you know, like that. I don't know. It almost seems like the employees wish he was a little more, uh, uh, it only really feels like one employee really gives a crap whether or not he's, he's more uh, that's true. assertive. Yeah. The older lady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, but she, uh, Tachibana 
loves this guy. I mean, she's like, she loves everything. It's like that true, like everything he does, even when like, you know, drool's coming out of his mouth. Like she's totally in love with it. She thinks he's like the, uh, the just the greatest thing. And, um, she's not backing down from that. And I'm, I'm really curious to see if that continues to be the case as the show goes on. Um, he's, I like that he's kind of resistant to it. You know, this, there's not really a creepy aspect to, to him. Um, he's kind of like that. This is not okay. Like you're way younger than I am. And, um, she's non-apologetic. So we'll see if I she think, can kind of break him down. <laughs> I think what I like about like, cause, uh, I mean, kind of minor spoilery, but like for a while there, they kind of make you think that this is going to be, uh, she, you know, advances on him and he's just, you know, he's an old man. So he doesn't think, that way about you know a young girl so he just like goes right over his head and for a while there it, that's what it's like uh but but pretty early on uh he is kind of made to realize you know her feelings uh and like like you said he he pushes back on it because it's like no uh you're way too young but uh one thing i like about it is that when when she does kind of push him. He gets these memories like flashbacks of when he was younger. And I'm kind of hoping that this kind of is like a character development thing. Kind of like uh, he remembers, yeah, I was this, you know, cocky kid at one point and And maybe I don't have to be a doormat all the damn time. Like maybe he he remembers his former self because from what it sounds like, like. I'm not sure, but I, I don't think he's he's a widower. I think his wife just divorced him and that maybe we'll see down the road kind of broke him. Um, yeah, it says right here, he's a divorced 45 year old man with a young son. So I'm kind of wondering if like his remembrance of his former self kind of brings him back to being, you know, like uh, how he used to be or how I perceive yeah. he used to be. I would love youth. to see, I would love to see that kind of as a character development for him. Um, Tachibana hasn't really, uh, displayed too much of a character i mean other than she's really into him um well, she and- uh, she does have these moments uh these interesting moments of like remembering her track yeah. life mm-hmm. and really miss it. like you could tell she really misses it oh yeah um so i'm i'm curious to see where they go with that too definitely um, definitely i i would love to see her and i don't know that they've necessarily ruled out the idea that she could potentially run again but at the moment she's 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 unable um, but yeah, no, I'd love to see him kind of recover. If, if it is something like that, maybe he has been kind of broken by a relationship. Uh, she helps him recover from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be great. I'd love to see something like that. But, um, there's also uh side characters in this show. Um, but we haven't really seen a whole lot from them. I mean, we, we know stuff about them for sure, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. So there's, uh, there's the young guy that is. Tachibana's age that's totally into her uh Yoshizawa the blonde guy um I felt so bad for him (laughs) yeah yeah he's like he's annoying and he's a goofball but like I feel bad for him because he's just he's trying his best Mm -hmm. but she she just won't give him the time of day and it's not that she's she's not even aware of his advances right yeah it's that typical kind of like uh you see it with the protagonist a lot uh, with male protagonists where they've got these girls totally into him and they don't notice it (laughs) It's, it does kind of feel like that, but she's only got eyes for Kondo, which is, um, it's kind of neat. I am, I'm, I'm curious to see where the show's going to go still. And you uh, got, uh, Yui who's, who's into Yoshizawa. Oh yeah. She's adorable too. I'd love to see, I'd love to see something come of that. 
Um, the kitchen staff at the cafe is pretty fun too. Uh, as someone who worked for an Italian restaurant at one point, I really am reminded of some of the, the kitchen staff there just being kind of like the, the jaded kind of tell it how it is type guys. Uh, I get that impression from, from the kitchen staff at the show, like, uh, the <laughs> Ryosuke, the, the blonde guy. Uh, how far, how far behind are you? I think I'm, are you I think I've only then? seen three episodes. Yeah. Get to four episodes. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, get, I mean, I, I need to watch episode five myself. Mm-hmm. But after episode four, I'm a lot less high on Ryosuke. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, sure. so there, there's a there's a, a lot of uh, interesting side stories, but I'm hoping that we stick primarily with Tachibana and Kondo. Mm. This show is beautiful, too. I, I just mm. have to, I mean, the show itself is beautiful. The music is beautiful. The OP and ED are just freaking amazing. Um, the op the, has this great motif too like that they stick with this like raindrop motif the whole way through like oh yeah visually is great looking really and is the song the song complements it so well yeah oh yeah and the song for the ed um it's kind of the, this is actually the first one that i've went and looked up on youtube and and played it a few times just because i like the song so much so um yeah i mean they put they put their money into this show this is a show that they definitely uh it looks good. Sounds good. Um, I'm liking it. So, don't have too much else to say about it. Good job, Wit Studio. Oh, We're yeah. looking forward to more. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I still wonder how. I, I, that's where I say I'm really curious to see where it goes because I wonder if if I can ever accept a 45 year old man and a 17 year old girl. Like if mm. I if that is something I could in my own conscience actually root for. I mean, okay, so before you know the the uh, the end of the season, I will say that where I'm hoping it goes is I'm hoping they don't get together. Uh, I'm hoping that they both get out of their little like like her interest in him. What they get out of it is kind of character development, and that's it. I would love uh, to see a relationship between them develop non-romantic like if they can become yeah i'm just i'm i'm pretty sure what's going to end up happening is and i could i'm not sure if i if like you said i could accept it but for the purposes of the show maybe i could uh i i figure they're going to get into like a romantic relationship by the end of the season seems that way yeah and, so, and we'll see i mean look forward to our opinions on it at the end of the season as to whether we accept that or not because i'm definitely uh i'm not sure at this point that i can see myself accepting that yeah, we're both. Well, I'm 15 years younger than this guy. You're what, 12? Yeah. Can you imagine being with a 16 year old in, in 12 years? Even I can't imagine <laughs> it. I can't no. imagine it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Uh, we're getting into bad territory. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah this is she is 16 weird. or 17? Because something that's... like that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, it kind I mean, of does, I guess. I mean, legally. I guess, really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't, but. Still in high school. It's still yeah. weird. No, it's uh, super, super weird. But I know that there's the whole illegal thing um, that, you know, a couple of years can make a difference with. But that does well, not change I, I think, my opinion. I think over there they, they can marry at 16, right? That's true. Yeah, in Japan. I guess just morally, uh, you know, in the West, we consider it not Yeah, legal. so, I mean, just, just take that for what it is, too. Like, mm-hmm. we are we are Westerners. Right. There are certain things we can't get away from, like 
like I said uh, last uh, last episode, Miss Koizomi loves ramen noodles. I love the show. All the slurping kind of drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's a Western thing. Sorry, can't break myself away from it. Yeah. Well, I think of all the shows this season, this is the one I'm most curious to see uh, how I feel about it at the end. Like, if you have to look forward to my review at the end of a sh- uh, the end of a season about a show, like I think this should probably be the one. So. I, and like I said, even even with my my moral dilemma or whatever it is it's not even really that big a deal because i think even if they still got together i think i'd still love the show just i don't know maybe i'd feel a little different i don't know we'll have to see we'll see a lot of question marks oh yeah um a lot of question marks in this show too (laughs) so next up is uh a show that i drafted um it's one of my favorite manga it is citrus this is the uh yuri show of the season (laughs) God, I wish every season had a Yuri show. Anyway, <laughs> it should my, be required. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, love for Yuri aside, uh, this um, the show follows uh, Yuzu Aihara, who is uh, a bit of a gyaru, you know, very stylish girl. Uh, her mom marries uh, or remarries a man she doesn't meet. Okay, this is a weird thing for me. Do people do this? Do people marry and not introduce their children to one another? Because that's, I mean, I've had several, um, okay, I don't want to say several, that sounds really bad, but I've had step-parents before. Right. And every time my parents were like, this is who I'm married to now. This is their children, if they had children at the time. So it's like, I, I can't imagine a world where it's like, I got married, by the way, your new stepfather is abroad, and oh, by the way, here's his daughter. Uh, so that's but that's basically what happens in citrus i think it depends uh, on the age like i could see maybe if the kids are adults them never getting a chance to meet but maybe maybe but, but, but i mean these these girls yeah, are adults right yeah right so no i don't i don't really foresee that being common so yuzu's new stepfather uh her stepfather's family runs uh a uh an all-girls school and the school is very proper, very elite girls go to it. Um, and so Yuzu showing up with her makeup and, you know, uh, all her, you know, Gyaru accessories uh, is instantly like outcast by the, the student council president. And it turns out the student council president is her new stepsister, Mei Aihara. Um, and Yuzu... Uh, witnesses uh, after you know a day of being like an outcast witnesses uh, may uh, being kissed by a member of the male faculty and well I guess it's not all male but a, a male teacher is kissing her and uh, when Yuzu tells May or at, like confronts May about it May ends up pushing down Yuzu and kissing her and thus we start on our uh, Yuri incest train. Wow. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of that in this show. Uh, Yuzu, Yuzu is one of my favorite characters uh, in Yuri in general. Uh, she's very uh, outspoken about her thoughts and beliefs. Like she's she's a very right or wrong character, and I, I love her for that. And I love her. I don't think we've gotten it yet, and like maybe there's a new episode out that I haven't seen, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm all caught up. Uh, 
eventually in the manga, and it should come up in this first season, uh, we get a character that Yuzu protects that I like that just made me fall in love with the character. So um I I just I love the way that that uh she handles situations, even if a lot of the time she does the wrong thing or she's like confused, like she follows her heart. She's one of those characters. On the other hand, I've never been a fan of May, the other character, like the other main character. She's she's like a blank slate. And you read she's, the manga for this, right? Yeah. I'm still okay. reading the manga for this. Um uh, so it's kind of like a weird situation I'm put in because I love one character and the other character I'm like, eh, on. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of what's coming up, but I mean, it's it's a Yuri drama. Expect, expect like relationship stuff to happen, like uh, people to wonder whether or not someone's doing something with someone else or you know like the like the whole jealousy angle or right. you know uh the longing to be with a, the other character like that happens it's a yuri drama if you're not into yuri drama you're not going to like the show because that's all the show is how do you um, feel it um does you know as a manga reader do you do you feel like they've done a pretty good job with it yeah no it looks great it looks fantastic the it, it's pretty true to the to the source material um one thing I will say, like, even if, if you're just, like, kind of meh interested in, in Yuri, uh, Yuzu is, is like, one of those characters that's supposed to, like, kind of take down the, the like, perception of, of like, of the formal prim and proper girl in, in this show. So, like, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of her struggles against the man, man, you know, that kind of stuff, because uh, she's she's uh very outspoken about her desire to be who she is and true to herself whereas everyone else is like no you have to you know step in line you're a you know japanese female at this japanese female prestigious academy so you have to be just like all the others and i think that's another thing that kind of like the whole yuri thing is supposed to be a part of is that you know oh you're supposed to fall in love with a dude like fighting back against the system or something that that kind of thing yeah 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 uh and they they make reference to the fact that a lot of the girls in this school are in relationships because it's an all-girls school and and i think they say that a lot of the girls are like already promised to be married to somebody else so they're like this is their sowing their wild oats so to speak uh but it's supposed to be it's supposed to be kept on the down low you're not supposed to have that stuff out in public um so, I mean, there is that kind of message to it, but at the same time, Yuri incest. So, take that for what it is. Um, is anyone else watching the show, or is it just me? Just you, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Oh, what is this? Uh, uh, this is streaming on which site? Uh, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Yeah, so, if that sounds interesting to you, then definitely give it a shot. Uh, but, if if you didn't like Eh, I won't say Netizozo Trap because that's that's a very different kind of Yuri. Uh, what's a Yuri show that came out? I can't even really think of any. They're not too like, many. It, it's it's not at all like Sakura Trick. <laughs> Nothing like Sakura Trick, like except for girls kissing it. This is one of the more famous Yuri mangas out there. I know. I've yeah, it's it's one of the most popular ones. Um, I might have to watch it just for scientific purposes. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's kids right there. Uh, if you're old enough to watch, what what is this show supposed to be? PG thirteen. So, if you're the prescribed age for this anime, and someone walks in on you watching this, you say you you say Jeff told you it's for science. <laughs> <laughs> There's your out. There's your out, kids. Yep. For science, <laughs> or or you could say it's for cultural studies, or you can say it's for, I don't know, gender studies. I have the excuse that I'm reviewing it for a podcast, someone's but you might not have that. Someone's going to be really mad that I said gender <laughs> studies. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Citrus, Yuri, Yuri, and more Yuri. So many girls doing Yuri things. Oh, there is well, a new episode out. Oh, that is right. Okay, I'm excited for the next episode. You may probably have the the people who are going to start watching the show based on what you've said. You could have probably just stopped at Yuri girls doing Yuri. <laughs> yeah, things. I mean, if if you're if you're a fan of Yuri, you're probably already watching this show. So I'm right. preaching to the choir. If you're not a fan of Yuri, then you have skipped ahead and you're right here. All right. So the next show, <laughs> you like how I did that? The next show, switching gears entirely. Does have a main cast of girls, but they're not doing what the girls in in Citrus are doing. Do you wish uh, they were doing what the girls in Citrus are doing? No, what? No, <laughs> no they don't. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't, don't ever say that. No, never, never again about this show. Ugh, gotta wash my mind out. Anyway, so the next show is uh, is uh, streaming on High Dive. It is Mitsuboshi Colors. Uh, the show focuses on three little oh girls. God, they're little girls. Yes, they're little girls. That's why I said no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carlos. <laughs> you, I had no you, idea. you just didn't know, did you? No, I That's had no fine. idea. It's, it's fine. Your ignorance, <laughs> your ignorance is forgiven. Um, the the show focuses on three little girls, uh, Yui, uh, Satchan, and Kotoha, and they are part of Colors. Um, I think they're like third or fourth graders. Uh, they're, um. The colors' mission is to keep the peace in the town. Uh, their thing is like you know, adults uh, can't do it because they're you know they got jobs and stuff, so they have to keep the peace. <laughs> so they accept uh, cases from people around the town. Uh, normally, it's from uh, this old man who runs this like hobby shop. It's like a almost like a pawn shop of just like weird collectibles. Uh, his his name is uh well. I'm not going to say that name because they never say it. His name's Pops. They call him Pops. Um, and he'll give them these weird missions to go on and, and they solve it. Um, it's very, uh, I, I want to say it's just cutesy, but it's cutesy because, you know, they're all like little girls. But I will say that uh, I, in like the, in terms of anime, like kids, these kids feel like, these kids feel like they were meant to be children not like you know like the little kid that's like you know a genius or the little kid that oh hey but like or the like the the person who's small and looks like a kid but is totally a mom of three um like this these are kids like i i almost equated it like american wise to thinking of like dennis the menace because they get up to some like like hijinks like that um yeah very it's very cute like and the 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 voice actresses do a, a really good job of sounding like kids um you have uh kotoha who's uh very uh, she's like a gamer so like she equates everything to a game and tries to figure stuff out that way uh 
Yui Yui is like their leader, uh, but she's kind of like um shy and like well not shy but like uh kind of like their doormat really i kind of feel bad for her i always feel bad for her because she gets like the short end of the stick like for example in one episode they're playing uh hide and go seek and she has to seek and sachan and kotaha completely forget that they're hiding so they hide like they don't hide but they go to another area of the city <laughs> and it's like she's stuck in the park looking for them the whole time so she kind of gets the short end of the stick a lot of the times but uh she's still pretty great Sachan is my favorite character, but I swear to God, this kid has ADD or ADHD or something like that. Because she'll like be thinking of one thing and like completely fly off into this other thing, and a lot of it deals with poop. No, oh, like, like uh, I forget what there's this one uh, part where she's like running down the street yelling something that she's gonna ask the storekeeper, "Do you sell any?" I forget something or other. And, but she runs down the street and she's like, she runs into the store. She's like, do you sell any poop? Because her mind eventually rotated to poop and she gets yelled at. Um, and it's actually one of the things I posted online. Like, like I called it the philosophical anime of the season because uh, uh, she says something like, uh, uh, in the end, we'll all just be poop. And like the, all the adults <laughs> she tells that to say, that's pretty philosophical. <laughs> I'm like, is it? <laughs> uh Kind of, right? Well, I'll be like the wor- the worms that eat our... Uh, yeah. Our, unless our we're cremated. Food. Either way. But yeah, no, she's uh, she's she's really funny. She's she's a very straightforward kid, like, uh, like tells, says what's on her mind. Like, no matter what the hell's on her mind, it'll just come out of her mouth. Um, so yeah, they, like I said, these, these are a pretty good representation of kids at that age. Just, you know, very straightforward and you know just want to play all day um the sh- the the cases aren't aren't like crazy like they're not they're not solving actual murders or anything like that they're like given puzzles and then they solve the puzzles or whatever and that's the end and every like in between that there is like comedy <coughs> I will say one episode made me curious, uh, and like it's last episode I saw uh, the one they went they go to a zoo. Um, they go to zoo because they read a book, and it's a super super sad book. I guess I'll spoil it. It's like um, uh, it's a book about how during the war, uh, the zookeepers had to poison all the animals because they couldn't feed them anymore. But when they tried to f- to poison the elephants the elephants could smell the poison with their noses and so they wouldn't eat and so they just died of malnutrition instead. And I'm like, are they giving these books to Japanese kids? That's horrible. That is horrible. What a horrible message. God. And so all the girls like cry their eyes out because, you know, the... <laughs> okay, so the word, the word, was it kawaii? Scary. Kawaii yeah, no, scary, no, yeah. no, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, it actually means like sad or like sympathetic. Um, okay. So, well, like there is kawaii, like scary, but hold on. Uh, at, like there's the the word that uh, that means um, like sympathetic or like uh, like makes you sad. And then there's it's like kawaizo, which is or so, which is I think like how sad. But the word for elephant is zo. So they were combining <laughs> that like as a as like a pun. Uh, which I just, I laugh so hard because it's supposed to be this really sad thing. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's Kawhi Soul. Uh, and uh, and they morbid, make it though. a pun. Yeah, it's yeah. Really super, super morbid pun, but it's, it's like, because they run around the, the, yeah, Kawhi Soul. Uh, they run around the, the, uh, uh, the zoo and Sachan's just yelling, you know, we're looking for the Kwaizo, you know, the, 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 they, I think they translate it to like pity elephant or like something like something stupid. Oh, it's, it's really hard to translate in English, but yeah, I just, the stupid stuff they come up with and the, the, the terrible puns and jokes are great. They're, they're great in this show. And I honestly can't recommend this show enough. If you, <laughs> I I legitimately laugh every episode. Like not just like a chuckle. Not like I will laugh out loud at just about every episode of this anime uh, because the kids are just that ridiculous. So it sounds cute. Sounds like a cute one. Would this is, would you consider this another one that's like a a good watch watch after one of the more intense shows? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like the uh, high dive has been that for me this this season. Because Sentai Filmworks seems to have gotten all like the the happy shows like Takonomi, the one about the girls who drink, um, Hakume Mikuchi, which is just really relaxing. And then this one, which makes me laugh. So I saved this one for after I've watched like, uh, like I'll watch um, March Comes In Like a Lion and then uh, Agent Mega Sprite or something like something like really heavy. And I'm like, and Mitsuboshi Colors. Yay. <laughs> um, the... The OP is a lot of fun in this one too. Just a ton of fun. And the ED uh is pretty well animated. I mean it's it's got this interesting animation style. It's like going through pictures uh through the ED of of the different girls, but I love the way they do it. It's just super interesting. Um so yeah, watch Mishiboshi Colors. If you're not like if you've like if you haven't seen it yet and you're just like, should I watch this? Google or YouTube uh, Mitsuboshi Colors RPG and watch that scene. It's it's great. Uh, you gotta you gotta watch it. I won't. I'm not gonna tell you what that is. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm another yet another chill show from this season. Wow, <laughs> I, that was like less chill and just funny. Like you're gonna laugh your ass off. So definitely watch that show. Okay. All right. We're last down to one. the last one. Yeah. <laughs> we have reached the end. And our what? If we're not watching the show that that like if if we got to the end and you're like, what about this show? Real sorry, we're not watching it. Yeah. Yeah. This, if you if, the, if the you message we're watching. If you message like and say you should watch this, I'll I might give it a watch. Or I might tell you why I'm not watching it or and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Um, but the, the final show that we have on our list here is um, A Place Further Than the Universe, which I believe was my last pick in the draft. Um, and that is the anime about this group of girls going to Antarctica. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's real good. It's real good. Um, it starts off uh, in, like, you follow this girl named uh, Mari uh, Tamaki, who's like, uh, like she's pretty ganky, um, and she has like this uh, this journal that she found while she was cleaning her room about her goals for high school that she forgot about, and one of them was, you know, go somewhere or do something that 
you know, you wouldn't normally do that you, so you don't have any regrets, um, when you graduate from high school. Um, and she, through finding, well, she, she was going home from somewhere, might have been school. Um, and this girl from her school ran past and dropped a, like a, an envelope that had, uh, like what, 1 million yen in it. Yeah. I think it was a million yen. Um, and so she found that girl at school. Her name's uh, Shiraishi, uh, and gave the money back and found out that, uh, uh, Shirase, sorry. Shirase's goal is to go to, uh, Antarctica, um, and follow in the footsteps of her mother who went missing on a Antarctic, uh, expedition. Hmm. Um, and so it's kind of the the story of the two of them and uh, these other two girls who um, kind of uh, are in this group as they, uh, you know, find their way, making their way what, to Antarctica. What kind of show is this? Like, what is the feeling of the show? <laughs> uh, drama, I would say. Hmm. Drama it's, it's, with some comedy. Yeah, drama with some comedy. Um, I mean... You can tell that there's a lot of heaviness and a lot of the uh, reasons behind um, at least some of the characters uh, going, you know, on this trip to Antarctica. Shirase, you know, her her mother is presumably dead. Um, so this is kind of a uh, a pilgrimage for her to kind of make peace with that fact. Or, you know, who knows, maybe they'll find her. Maybe she survived for years in Antarctica by herself. Um, for... Uh, Mari Tamaki. It's you know it's a trip of a lifetime. She wants to do something that she won't regret and do something that no one else can do, and this is like her golden ticket for that. Um, Hinata. I don't know if we really understand what's up with her and why she's going. I can't remember the uh, the girl who doesn't go to school works at a. Uh, a uh, convenience store is supposedly super smart. Um, right. I can't I, remember what her deal is. She just kind of she just kind of falls falls into the group because she hurt like she overhears. Yeah. Uh, it and she you know she wants in so or she, I think originally she just wanted to help hmm. and then she just kind of she gets sucked into it. Yeah. Um, she's got in that well, the the last episode she had an interesting. Uh, For sure. little arc kind of explaining her like why she doesn't go to school and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. She hates accepting kindness from people or mm. people who, uh, um, you know, cater to her fancies. Yeah. It's um, just like the, the feeling of, of imposing when you're yeah. not imposing. I mean, I, I, I get, I get it. it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then the last girl in the group is Yuzuki. Shiraishi, who uh, is uh, a kind of like internet idol um, of sorts, uh, who is like the real reason that they're able to go because she's being sent there to, I I don't know if they've explained why she's being sent there, just for some like TV thing, um, some uh, yeah, series like that they're doing. She, she's under contract for whatever reason to for go to Antarctica. Reason. Yeah, and she does not want to go. Um, but through like the efforts of the, uh, the other three girls 
and uh, some other stuff, they become friends and she agrees to go to Antarctica with them. Yeah, she's she's got an interesting backstory as a celebrity. Yeah. yeah, she she can't make any friends and every time she tries to make friends, they just want to be around her because she's, you know, a famous internet celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been hard for her. So when she finally is able to find people that don't care that she's an internet celebrity, um, it's very refreshing for her and like yeah, that that whole story kinda made me uh get a all misty eyed. Um I don't know. It's just it's a really really good uh, story about these girls and everything that they have going on. Um, I feel like the trip to Antarctica is kind of. I don't know. It's I mean it's the reason that everything's happening, but it's not like why I'm watching the show. Uh, I just want to see how these girls kind of work through the issues that they have going on. Um, I don't know. What you got, Carlos? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree that, um, I mean, like the, the trip to Antarctica is kind of just like the, the, um, thing that's hanging over everything. But like the, the big selling point is the, the characters themselves. Um, and, uh, they're kind of discovering, I don't know what, uh, kind of discovering what like their their problems themselves because it's like something i guess they didn't even think about like stuff they didn't even think about but just kind of comes to light yeah as as they're making this journey um hell we're not even like i think we're halfway through the season and i mean we're not even there yet so no (laughs) we're we're getting closer much much closer but uh yeah so it's, it's more just like the interactions of the characters it's not and it's not like it's not slice of lifey it's like real stuff kind of happens to them and uh, the way they react is, has been pretty great thus far. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a lot of really good uh, emotion behind uh, the characters. Uh, there's uh, like a childhood friend character that isn't going on the trip. There's like a very good uh, scene um, with her Megami and uh, the main character. Oh, I love uh, that. Mari. I love uh, that scene. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I know a lot of people don't like Megami, but I don't. I don't like Megami, but I, I, I appreciated that scene. Yeah, I, I, I loved her for the ability to be like, "This is what I did," and yeah. you know, it, it takes a lot to be, you know, to to say I've done a shitty thing, you know, and admit it, not just to yourself, but to the person you've wronged. So, I thought that was really cool, and I thought it was even better that like it like speaks to Mari as a character that she was like, no, we're not going to stop being friends just yeah. because you did this one stupid thing. Um, so I, I, I loved that interaction between those two characters. Um, it was surprising. I mean, it wasn't really surprising. I, I kind of figured something was going on with yeah. Megami cause I keep hinting at it, but it was surprising the way they handled it, the way the characters handled it. Uh, and I think that's what kind of keeps bringing me back to the show is week to week is, um, this is one of those shows I just I don't let lapse um, is just seeing what new aspect of the character we're going to learn about. Like just every week. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, like, you know, maybe spoilers or whatever, but they're in Australia right now. And it's just fun to see these girls kind of interacting with the uh, the places around them, the environment around them and uh, exploring oh, and this world. It like it, talk about it real quick, like 
mentioning Australia, it's one of the first things I noticed, but like in the whole show, just the animation quality oh, is it's outstanding. That's so, so good. Outstanding. And it like, looks like it has a really nice visual style. Yeah. It's it's not something I've I've can really like point to something else and say, it kind of looks like this. Um it's very unique. And the I recently when they went to Australia, like I was just kind of blown away by the like they clearly went to Australia and drew all this shit out because wow, some of those buildings look yeah spot on. And uh yeah, it's it's a style that kind of takes a little bit of getting used to. Um but man, yeah, the character designs are fantastic and best smile in anime this season <laughs> from uh, uh Shirase. Shirase. Yeah. I a uh, great OP for this one too. Um a lot of fun. It shows a lot of actual Antarctica, which is funny because again, we're not there yet. So, <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see if if they even bother. I mean, they they have to at this point. It has to get there. Uh, I'm just kind of curious now. Um, a again, like what what aspects of the characters they're going to draw out, and B, what's going to happen when we get there. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting for sure because I have no idea where the story's going to go. Um, but. Yeah, it's probably my favorite this season so far. Um, and uh, like you said, it's one that I anticipate watching every week. It's definitely up there for me as well. Um, I'm going to be like, because in a season like thus far, like we, we've talked about a few shows already that are like two core. Seems like yeah. there's a, a few of those. And like, I'm kind of sad that this one isn't. I know. I'm just like, I would love 24 episodes to this, but we'll see how it ends. If it ends... Like really, really, like just perfectly and on episode, uh, uh, what is it, thirteen? Then mm. sure, thirteen episodes is fine. But any idea what the source material is for this? It's, I think original. it's original. Yeah, it's original. Yeah. Or wait, no. oh wait, no, it says nope, it's an nope. adaptation. Uh, it's an adaptation a... of a manga. Ooh, ah, I thought it was original. The source says original oh, one now. Started the same time. Essentially. Oh, well, yeah, because it says it says adaptation. Yeah. Well, yeah, if it started at the same time, then I guess it is original. That Patty, scares like me. That. The, the manga you. scares me a little just because I really, based on what you're saying, I hope they don't end it without an ending. But, um, but, but Oh, my God. If it get, if it has a by the manga ending, oh, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be unfortunate. But if they're starting it alongside the manga, I, I doubt that's going to happen. There's probably I can't imagine there's going to be much once they get to Antarctica to do there. I mean, there's not really anything in Antarctica. Well, I mean, there's the search, and then there's there's more character stuff you can do in Antarctica. Because now they have to like, because thus far they've been on this trip. Um, well, thus far they've they've been like they they had the the gathering of the characters, then they had like the little training bit, uh, and now they're on the trip. Now, like when they get to Antarctica, there's a lot of character stuff you can do, like in in a place where you have to you know work to survive. So hmm. we'll Maybe. see if they go that route or if they, I don't know, they could do something completely different. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they did show us like they actually went into some training stuff. So it makes me think that you know, it's not going to just be like a, they got there and then they do two things and then leave. So that training hmm. episode too, with the, the, the sunrise at yeah, the end, that was, that was really just, whoo, that was a great scene. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Cool. A place well, for all the guys. Universe. That was our impressions for winter 2018. Yeah. 
so real quick, I, I asked a question of the community while we were podcasting because <laughs> I meant to do it earlier and completely forgot. But I wanted to ask us or you guys, and then I'll, I'll give mine uh, the question I asked the community. So uh, based on, on what you're watching right now, uh, why don't you give uh, the audience thus far your top three or five? I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first. Uh, number one, A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, number two, Laid Back Camp. Number three, oof, uh, I would probably go with uh, Today's Menu for the Emia Family. Number four, Grand Crest War. And then number five would be Death March. Hmm. It's a toss-up for me. Really hard to choose a favorite between um, Darling in the Bronx and uh, After the Rain. Those two shows have been really good. Uh, I know there's a lot more I want to try watching. Um, so those would be my one and two. I'm not sure what the order would be between the two. And um, I'd say Kokoku has probably been my number three so far. Uh, and that could change based on some of the other shows I really want to start, based, you know, based on the reviews you guys have given them. So that would be my three that I'm watching and enjoying the season so far. Uh, okay. So my top, I'm going to have to go with five. Um, my number one, just purely because it's got me, uh, interested in what's going to go on would probably be Kokoku, uh, followed by after the rain. Uh, number three is probably a place farther than the universe. Uh, number four, uh, would be oh, hell, uh, Darling in the Franx. Sorry, I mind blanked for a second there. I was thinking Dagashi Kashi, and I'm like, no, wrong one, wrong one. <laughs> uh, and number five is actually School Babysitters. Hmm. Yeah, nice. it's doing a lot for me. All right. Uh, okay. So, and that's that. It's saying something that like I'm still like, oh, but uh, what do you call it? Like I, I keep thinking, oh, but what about? Uh, uh, Mitsuboshi Colors, or oh, what about Citrus, or oh, what about Grant? Because these, there are a lot of shows that can very well take the place of the shows in my top five right now. Like this sure. season, this season has a lot of a lot of promise. Uh, so let's get into uh, what our community is liking. Um, I'll start us out with uh, Companion Kyube or Eric. Uh, he says, in no particular order, uh, Kokoku, Laid Back Camp. And Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens. All sound uh, like great shows. Uh, Kokoku is a great show, and I definitely want to try out Laidback Camp and the Ramens show based on what you said today, Carlos. Um, Native American. I always look forward to Native Americans' uh, opinions <laughs> on these. Uh, Ito Junji Collection. Jeff, Long Dreams episode was tight. I agree. That was definitely one of my, one of my favorites so far. Kokoku, Killing Bites. And also Evangelion for the first time, but that's not what you asked. <laughs> wow. Watch it for the first time. Nice, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely watch, enjoy. Watch those uh, director, director's cuts last episodes. <laughs> Especially if you're watching the dub. Uh, all right. So next up is Seismic Wolf, who's got Darling in the Bronx, A Place Farther Than the Universe, Laid Back Camp, Takata Tokatsu Ramens, Tonkatsu Ramens, and uh, Overlord Season 2. Uh, Ayu says, Laid Back Camp, Darling in the Bronx, A Place Further Than the Universe, After the Rain, and Hakumi to Mikochi. Sweet. Very nice. Uh, Kirak, Kiraxio, 
I could never said that name out loud before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darling in the Franks, Overlord Season 2, Killing Bites, Death March, Yuru Camp, Delta. I've been watching old Card Captor Soccer episodes, so I still haven't watched all the shows I want from this season. Sweet. Sounds like a good sounds like a good bunch of shows there. Meowth nine hundred says she's watching Gintama Silver Soul Arc, uh, Otsumatsu season two or Otsumatsu two, uh, Yomoshi Pedal Glory Line, Ancient Megas Pride, and Pop Team Epic. I'm thinking I might try to catch up with Yomoshi Pedal. Uh, I watched a, quite a bit of that show before um, when it first was airing, and um, my more you know my recent interest in biking lately seems i think i'll appreciate it more now so i might i might have opinions on that uh meowth for you coming up nice um and then finally btag says i'm a rebel i'm actually just enjoying too much to possibly narrow it down to five so here's the top 10 mm-hmm. uh, i am there with you man i should have yeah. gone to the top 10 <laughs> in uh in no particular order a place further than the universe hakata tunkatsu ramens laid back camp killing bites uh takagi-san Kokoku, Grand Crest War, Darling in the Franks, Citrus, and After the Rain. Rapid Citrus. He, yeah. Um, and then he also says a special shout out to Garo, Managing Line, which is uh, spectacular, but he doesn't want to include shows that are in their second core. And uh, Devilman Crybaby deserves a mention. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know whether, like, one way or the other. Uh, was that was that this season? It was released this season, yeah. Oh no, I mean when did it come out in Japan? This I think it all came out at the same time. This oh. season. Oh that's right. It's a like yeah, it's, it's a Netflix, Netflix show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's there. Uh for people who want to watch it. I know uh Jorge and Kube were were big on, on uh Devilman Crybaby, so if you're interested, it is on Netflix. Uh so yeah. That's uh, winter 2018. Yeah. Uh, uh, shaping up to be a great start to the year. No question about it. Um, a lot of a lot of shows starting out really strong. Hopefully they all finish as strong. It's going to be really hard to pick some favorites from this season, I think. Unless they all tank. <laughs> you know, let's, let's be positive. Let's be positive. <laughs> it's winter. I'm feeling, I'm feeling melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best time of year down here in South Florida. (laughs) I get depressed in the summer. (laughs) I would too. Cool, guys. Well, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, this is going to be a busy season of anime watching, I have a feeling. Yeah, especially since it doesn't... Like, a lot of these shows, I I don't feel like I'm going to drop any. Like, at this point, I'd be like, all right, this one I'm not going to watch anymore, and this one I'm not going to watch anymore. Like, all these, I'm like kind of have to know where this one's going or yeah. ah, that one's too damn cute to let go so yeah a lot of very intriguing stuff uh definitely curious to s- i think that i think of all of the seasons we've reviewed anime this one i'm the most interested in seeing what our opinions are at the end of the season because there's quite a few shows here that i just i don't know i mean i'm curious what i you know ones that i'm watching but also ones that you guys are watching that i probably won't end up watching so <laughs> <laughs> um Cool. Well, it's been fun. Anything yeah. you guys want to add before we before we go out? Watch the shows I'm watching. 
<laughs> hey, no, watch the shows I'm watching. <laughs> We're watching the same shows. It's, it's true. It's true. You're right. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm not watching Death March. So, yeah, go watch Death March and March yeah. and Matchin. I haven't watched those yet. Yeah. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. Uh, we are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our website is www.animearcade.net. Um, hit us up on any of those to get an invite to our Discord because we would love to have you. Love to chat with you about this season's anime. Um, also, a uh, shout out to Otaku Spirit for having me on for their community uh, anime awards. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And that's out now. So. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I thought it was coming out. <coughs> I will have Very to give nice. that a listen today. Yeah, absolutely. So Look forward to hearing it. you on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch me make a fool of myself. Um, <laughs> hey, man, you got to rep the anime arcade. I hope you didn't make a fool of yourself. Well, okay. Well, I'm. Uh, it was nice. Thanks the for pressure's listening. Pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Thanks, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>